seeking the guidance and the help from the Holy Spirit to make us abide in his word. His word is truth. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you to listen to your word. Because when you speak, you lead and guide us. You lead and guide us in your word in the path of righteousness. Lord, prepare our hearts and our mind. Open our eyes to see the truth. Help us to live your truth. Help us to show the people around us your power and glory the wonderful gift of salvation that you you have given us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. We read from John 9. I know it's a long chapter. Before I read, I just like to really, before I forget, I'd like to thank you all for your help and support for Passover Peace and for your prayer. We appreciate it. And also especially for the time of your pastor, Pastor Dijkstra. You always big help for Passover Peace, especially on TV program. I appreciate your work and your prayer and your support. And please continue to pray for this ministry and all the ministry that brings the word of God to the people. John 9, I know it's a long chapter. I will try to summarize when I speak as much as I can. I know it's long, so long sermon is not always good. But, you know, chapter 9 is full of... Um, it's, all, all the Bible is full of great lessons. But we can see even... Chapter 9 is kind of summarize, you know, lots of things in the people's life, but also the majesty of God's work, the power of God. John 9, start from verse 1. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but the word of God might be displayed in him. We must work the work of him who sent me, while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made, made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing the neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar 
were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is he. Others said, no, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, then, how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought, him, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now, it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his, uh, his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such a sign? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He said he is a prophet. The Jews didn't believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called his parents, uh, until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees, we don't know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time, he called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, that I, I though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. The man answered, Well, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from. And yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone 
is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and, you, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him hear the things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, we see your guilt remains. This is the word of God. Yeah. Every time I come to the Bible and read the Bible, I always say, this is an amazing text. But this is applied to every word, every text, every book in the Bible. Because he tells us something. It's different than the principle of the world. Today in John 9, we can see this story of the person who was born blind. But there is most danger blindness, which is a spiritual blindness. A spiritual blindness, when the people hear the truth, but they cannot see it, they cannot know what it means. They cannot saw the big picture of salvation, and they are unable to see how it applies in their own life. They have trouble confessing the truth, and they have trouble confessing that they are sin, because they have difficult believing what they cannot see. Chapter 9 is great chapter and great lesson as any text in the Bible. But chapter 9 full of lessons that we love to learn from the Word of God. And, you know, that the best teacher is in the Bible is the Word of God. Jesus, our teacher. Chapter 9, we can see in this chapter misery and healing. There is a torment and consolation. 
there are tears and a smile, in which there is doubt and certainty. And this is a life. We can see in the life all the things, misery, torment, and tears, are down on the fear head of the blind. Doubt is in the hearts of the disciples. Blindness is the sin that remains in the hearts of Pharisees. And all religion, all religious leaders, that they see themselves, that they don't need the light, don't need the salvation, don't need the Savior. They don't need the power of God. In this chapter, we see the darkness of sight represented in the person of that who was born blind. And the darkness in sight is in the Pharisees. And our eyes overflow with tears. But when we see the light of the sight, and the insight became human in the person of Christ, who said, I am the light of the world. Joy, hope, and a smile overflow our life. This chapter shows us two sides of the life, days and night. Darkness and light, faith and doubt. In Christ and in witnessing to his divinity, accompanied by a gradual lack of faith in him. There's people who put their trust in Christ, but their people had no trust in Christ, and we can see that around us in this world. Gradualism we see in the face of this man who was born blind. In the first degree of his faith, he said, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes. As soon and soon his face was elevated, grow, and said about Jesus, He is a prophet. And then we can see in the end of his story, or I can say the beginning of his story, he said that he believed that he is the Son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior who found him. And we can see that. The first point for this text, the, import, the, the importance of the miracles. We know that many things in our life, we take it for granted. You know, and the people, when think of miracles, they think that the miracles is something unusual happened. But think of that. If we think of ourselves, how God made us, how God made Adam... It's a miracle. Then the life from beginning to the end, it's a miracle. To bring the dust to be human, it's a miracle. God created us. When we look at this miracle, we see the first thing, the question comes 
came from the disciples. The disciples asked Jesus, Who did sin? This man or his parents? In the ministry, in the life, we often come upon the tragedies and disasters of humanity. We see a lot of things and sometimes we have questions about those things. Sometimes we just ask, why did God allow this happen? Why did God allow the sicknesses and diseases happen? Is this because of sin? Or oh, the answer, everything bad comes because our sin. But not every sin or every sicknesses is the result of sin. The disciples start and come and ask this question. When we see something happened, like something bad happened, or some people need help, there is two kinds of people. People, they care to help and find solution. And people care to find why this happened. The disciples asked this question, who sent this man or his parents that he was born blind? Chapter 9 started this. As he went along, he saw man blind. And the disciple asked the question after that. The answer of Jesus, neither this man nor his parents sent, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed. I think the disciples and everyone need to know that no one without sin. If you ask this question and you try to find the answer, this man did sin or his parents did sin, then will not be anyone on the face of earth healthy without sicknesses. Because we are sinners and we know that we are sinners. We are all sinners than if Every sinner will be blind, then we are all blind. And that is true. But Jesus and the Holy Spirit opened our eyes and opened the eyes of believers to see. On other hand, the God of this age has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. This is very clear that all of us blind without the grace of God and the work of Jesus Christ on the cross who saved us. Why did disciples ask this question? There were people who believed that man can sin when he is in his womb of his mother. Another people believed there was pre-existence before the life. And there are other people still today, they believe that, you know, when you sin, God punishes you with sickness and diseases. But none of those was right. We know that everything bad entered to our world because that's obedience of Adam. But God saved us. God helped us to understand 
and to put our trust in him. All mankind suffered since the sin entered to the world. But this doesn't mean that suffering due to sin. And this blindness is not the result of sin. This is what Jesus said. It has another purpose. It happened so that God's work might be shown in the man. It is perhaps worth noticing the significance of the use of the term work when Jesus said God's work might be displayed or shown. Because people think of miracles, but for us, for God, it's work. Everything God does for us, it's a miracle. To wake up in the morning, it's a miracle. To breathe in and out, it's a miracle. But for God, it's the work. It's the usual thing, because he is God Almighty. There are many examples in the Bible that shows how God revealed himself and his glory through suffering. He teaches us through suffering. For example, if we think of Joseph, his brother tried to kill him, ended up they sold him. But through suffering, God teaches Joseph and teaches us, taught Joseph and teaches us that the plans of God never fail. Promises of God never fail. Even if there are a lot of challenges in the way, but he always accomplished his plans. We can see that in the book of Daniel, book of Job. We can see the, how God works even through our suffering, through the persecution. We can see the church grow in the persecution in the book of Acts. The mission of Jesus in the world, the miracle shows us, or this question shows us the mission of Jesus in the world. Jesus talked about his mission. We must work the work of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. If we go, if we go back to chapter 8, we will find that the Pharisees try to prove that Jesus is not the one who sent by God. They try to prove that Jesus is not the Son of God. They try to prove that Jesus is a sinner. This is what the religious people try to do all the time. Deny the power of Jesus, deity of Jesus. In this chapter, we can see that Pharisees try to do that. It is same today. Many people and religious try to deny that Jesus is our Savior who came and paid the price of sin to his people. They like people to live in darkness. They are against the work of Jesus. In this chapter, we see first the light of the world. He came on earth for short time to accomplish his work. That is why he redeemed the time. We too have a short time on this earth. 
as we are his children, we have to do the work that our Lord asked us to do. We see in this blind man, he understood that and became a witness to Jesus after Jesus opened his eyes and hearts to receive him. I am the light of the world, this is what Jesus said. From the very beginning, God separated the light from the darkness. Also in the judgment day, he will separate those who live in darkness from those who live in light. And because he is the light of the world, Jesus said it clearly in John 8, verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John, 1, John, 1, John chapter 1 says, In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We can see this very clear also in John 8, that there is an ongoing struggle between the children of darkness and the children of light, the children of devil and the children of God. We can see that this spiritual war between those who think that they, they are children of light, Pharisees, and the true people of God. We see that very clearly in John 8, especially when the chapter started with those who came to find something against Christ. When the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst, they did that to test him. He stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. When we are blind and don't know that we are, we try to point to other people's sins. We don't see our sin, but we see other people's sin because we are blind. The Pharisees and religious leaders in their time, they didn't, they didn't stop, but in chapter 8, they tried to kill Jesus because he showed the people the truth about them. They said that we are children of Abraham, but they weren't. They were children of devil. In the miracle, Jesus opened our eyes. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind man, but opened our eyes. Open the eyes of disciples to know that this sin is not, this blindness is not because of his sin or his parents' sin, but because God wants to display God's work to show the power of God, to show him as a creator, as a Messiah. Jesus opened our eyes. There is no story of the giving of sight to the blind anywhere in the Old Testament, nor in this function anywhere attribute to the followers of Jesus. Only Jesus can do that. The closest thing or the nearest thing when Ananias prayed for Saul and Saul has a temporary blindness and he prayed for him, but this is not like what Jesus did. Jesus only one who gave sight. He opened the blinds. If we see how Jesus did this miracle, when he take mud 
and put it on this man. This reminds us how God created us and show us that Jesus also is a creator. He didn't only heal eyes, he created eyes. It's a work of creation. We can see also this work is a messianic activity. In Isaiah 29 verse 18 says, In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. This is the mission of Jesus Christ. And he didn't come only to open the eyes of the people that they are physically blind, but the more important thing, he opened the eyes of those blind and spiritually blind. He came to open our eyes to see his forgiveness, his righteousness, the work of Christ on the cross. And Isaiah chapter 35, 35 verse 5, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Isaiah 42, I am the Lord, I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you a, as a covenant of for the people, a light for the nation to open the eyes that are blind. And this show us the work of Jesus, the important work of Jesus. And this may be it's significant in the New Testament. It is a divine function, a function for God's own Messiah that Jesus fulfills when he gives sight to the blind. This chapter then has significance in John's plan for showing Jesus to be the Messiah. God who came in flesh, the Word who became flesh, he came and opened the eyes of the blind. This is the work of the Messiah. We can see that also in Luke chapter 4 and Matthew 11, 5. We can see that in many places in the New Testament, why did Jesus open the eyes of the blind man with this way? I said before, it's kind of performing creation. He created the eyes of this man. And then after that, we can see he sent him to wash, and the person came and see. This is the miracle, and this is the significance of the miracle. The importance of the miracle to show God's work, to display the power of God, to show that Jesus is the Messiah, to prove that Jesus is the Messiah against what the Pharisees tried to do, to deny Jesus as a son of God. And this has happened today. Many people try to deny that Jesus is the son of God. Many religions, like for example, if you read the Quran, you will see Jesus is the Word of God, the Spirit of God. Jesus heals, heals the, the, the sick, and even he raised the dead from death, and he even created things. But they still believe that Jesus is only a prophet, a servant of God. They didn't believe him as a Savior. They didn't believe him as a Son of God who came to save. And this is the uniqueness of Christianity. We know that when we failed, God promised us salvation. And Jesus came to accomplish this through the work 
of Jesus and the cross. The second point, the effect of the miracle and the challenges. How the people respond to the miracle? When the people see this miracle, should be happy. Should go to Jesus and say, we believe in you. And sometimes we say, if the people see that, I, I receive this question all the time when they read the Quran and read what the Quran say about Jesus and say, why did Muslims don't believe in that if it is in their book, Jesus is this way? The easy answer, because the God of this age blind the eyes of unbelievers. Only Jesus can open the eyes. Only Jesus can heal the spiritual blindness. Not anyone else. We can see this effective of the miracle. For example, the neighbor. What the neighbor respond? They knew him. They saw him every day. But because they can't believe, they had doubt. Some of them said, oh, this is the man. And some of them, oh, there, it's, it's not the man. Someone like him. Okay, let us solve this problem. Let us go to the religious leader. They know better than us. But the religious leaders, they didn't know. Or they didn't like to know. They didn't like to believe that anyone else has authority over them. Or power more than them. They like to have the power in their hand. They like to control people. They like to have the praise of the people. They like the people to glorify them. That's why they deny Jesus. They deny Jesus because Jesus exposed them. Exposed their work. Exposed their false living. They said they are holy but they weren't holy. They said that they are the... Uh, Lost keeper, but they were lower breakers. And Jesus showed that. That's why we can see also among the Pharisees, there was a division. There was a division among the neighbor, and there's a division among the Pharisees. The Pharisees, some of them said, this man is not from God. He's a sinner because he did that in a Sabbath. Some of them said, that the sinner can't do that. And there was a division among them. Some said, this, is, this man is not from God, for, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such a sign? Then the religious leader, they try now, the miracle is here, it's clear, someone was born blind, he can see now. They can't deny that. They try to deny that this person wasn't the blind. That's why they called his parents. Isn't that a strange for the human when they see the truth and they try to make all the efforts to deny it? So what the people around us try to do with many things. And then they called the parents. They tried to deny the miracle and find the proof. They didn't believe that he had been blind and received the sight. Then they called the parents of the man who had received the sight and asked them, Is this your son? Oh, yes. 
This is our son. Was he blind? Yes, he was blind. How his eyes been opened? Oh, we don't know. Who did that for him? Oh, we don't know. He's of age. Why did it that? The fear. Bright makes the Pharisees to not to believe in Christ. The fear made the parents to not to confess. And they said, oh, this is, it's up to him. Just go and ask him, why do you ask us? Because the Jews decided if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be brought out of the synagogue. I live in the country. If you believe in Christ, you can face death, not kick you out. And there are many countries like that today. But here, the power wasn't in the man who was blind. The power was the power of God that works in his life. That's, that's why this man was more bold to witness and to see Jesus as a Savior. Fear can make us deny what we see or blind our eyes. The parents could not answer because of fear. Fear shows the lack of trust. Because if we trust that God is with us, who can be against us? We see it. We read it in the Bible that God is with us. But the question is, do we believe it? If we believe it, we will not have any fear. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The man was blind, but now see Though the Jewish leaders, he taught the Jewish leader, leaders powerful lesson. And this is the boldness that comes when you believe and trust the power of God. When they called him for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. This is a formal charge to tell the truth when you say it, give glory to God. It means promise before God that you will tell the truth. The question is, do really you really want the man to tell the truth? I don't think so. They want the man to tell what they think is the truth. Or they want the man to tell what they try to prove. For some people, truth is what I see. Or what serves my benefit. My benefit or what serves me. If the truth doesn't really go with me, then it's not truth. But we know. That we have the truth, the word of God is the truth. Jesus is the truth because he said, I am the way and truth and life. He answered them, whether he is a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, that 
though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you wouldn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to, want to become his disciples? They get angry and said, They stopped arguing and abused the man and said, You are his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. If they know Moses, if they know what Moses said, then should know Jesus. And this is the argue in uh, John 8, when said we are children of Abraham, and Jesus told them, if you are children of Abraham, you should do what Abraham did. The man answered, why this an amazing thing? Why do not know where he comes from? And yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listen to him. And this is the Bible that you say that you really know. The, blind, the man who was blind tells him, how come you said he's a sinner and he did this? And God listened to him. And you teach us that God will never listen to the sinner. You can read it. In Psalm 66, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Isaiah 15, 29. And there is many places in the Bible said God never listened to the sinner. Only listened to the sinner in one case when the sinner come to him and ask for repentance and believe in him. What Jesus did, no one else can do. This is a person told them, never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do not, nothing. Because his argument was really right and sound, they couldn't manage somebody to tell them that you are wrong. They kicked him out and told him, you were born in utter sin. And, you would, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. The thing is God. If the world cast us out, thank is God because Jesus found us. He brought us to him. Jesus found this man, came to him. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And we see how God made this face grow. First said, Man called Jesus opened my eyes. When the Pharisees asked him, What do you say about him. He said, he's a prophet. Now he knew him as a Messiah, as the one who brings salvation, and he worshipped him. But this is what happened to the man. 
What happened to the Pharisees? Did they learn the lesson? No. They're still a spiritual blind. They don't like to see. They don't like to hear. That's why I said, Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who don't see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. The light has, at, has its effect on the man who were ready to receive it. It remains to notice its effect on those who close their eyes to it. If we, if we confess our sin and we believe that the work of Jesus in the cross. Jesus forgive our sin through his work in the cross. If we think that we are not sinners, then we are blind. If we know that we are sinners but Jesus saved us, then we live in the light of the work of Jesus Christ. And it's very clear in John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gives his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever doesn't believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their work were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light. That's why the Pharisees hate Jesus. Let his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his work has been carried out. The story of the blind man contrasts those who can see with those who can't. The strange thing is those who think they can see are blind while those who are blind can see. This is a good news for those who are willing to confess their sin and ignorance. If we are willing to admit our sin, if we are willing to confess our sin, Jesus, open our eyes and hearts to receive him through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Christian faith and life in general, we don't understand sometimes how God works. But when we come to the world, he teaches and opens our hearts. He does amazing things in our life. 
and when we believe and confess. The good news is that God doesn't accept us to know all the answers. Like the disciples ask this question. But we know that he is the answer when we trust him to lead and guide us. God will give us all what we need to live a full and abundant life. We see that when we trust Jesus, when we trust God, we grow in faith. We are bold. We are witnesses. But if we just have a bride in us, sometimes our eyes can't see the thing that very clear. Yes, still the people don't like to know Jesus, but our task to go and tell them the wonderful story of salvation that we have, how Jesus did in our lives, the works of God in our life, we should tell people about it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are great, wonderful God. You are God of life. You created us and gave us life. When we failed and destroyed this life through disobedience, you promised the salvation. And you accomplished the salvation when you sent your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and saved us. Open our eyes to see your truth. Open our eyes and prepare our hearts to trust in you. Take out all fears from our hearts and minds to know that you are with us. And if you are with us, who can be against us? Pray for this church to be light for this community and light to the nations. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.